Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. another episode of the crazy for disney podcast uh this is another one of our interviews from our american cancer society telethon that we did last week uh, we are still collecting money for that so if you're a member in our crazy for disney group or page or our podcast page we've got links up uh donate anything you can we're actually in a little competition they've got we've got a team through the american cancer society and they're doing a little competition with the team gets the most donations not necessarily money-wise, but just the most people donating. They win a $50 Disney gift card. We're going to go and donate that gift card to one of the people that donated if we do win. And uh, we also have a, n- a number of other really cool prizes. Uh, this interview is going to be with the Fitz, Fitz Kohler. And uh, Fitz is like a fitness expert. you got to check out her page. I'm going to list both of her personal Facebook page and her fitness page. Because she knows her stuff, whether it be running or fitness or anything else, uh, she's like a guru. And she was nice enough to come in and talk a little bit of Run Disney with us and some fitness. And uh, we even got into her goats a little bit. So I hope you really enjoy this interview. This is Fitz Kohler. Fitz Kohler, how are you? I'm great. Am I here? You're I'm here. Shocked. I can see you and hear you. What is going on with Rudy Navani that he can't figure out electronics? I was hoping it wasn't a ban on Team Noisy today. <laughs> I feel bad because I'm a big fan of Rudy, and I, I'm a big fan of any of you guys that do that MC work at running groups because uh, it is so motivating. I mean, I hate getting up in the morning, and you guys really get things rolling. You know what? It is um, fun for us. You know, I, I think some people, whatever public speaking they have to do, some people get nervous. I guess they right. may be unconfident with their message or the whole scenario. Just chomping at the bit because we get to you guys, and you're the best people ever. I mean, how lucky are we to associate with 
you know, these hardworking, gritty people who want to have fun, who are trying to better themselves, there's, there's not a nerve in our body. It's all pure hunger and excitement to get to our runners and athletes. It's, it's, we're fortunate. Well, I've told everybody you are a MC. What else do you do? Because I know you do a ton of things. So I'm a fitness expert. That's, that's what I am. And amongst the many things that I do professionally, fitness expert is who I am. You know, my, my mission in life is to help folks live better and longer. And so that's, that's me. And then, you know, my work in the running industry takes um, advantage of certain talents that I have. So I'm a great uh, ringleader, you know, I'll, even teaching fitness is about getting people moving, getting them excited, getting them to feel good about themselves and capable and, you know, bossing people around, yelling at and for people is what That's my favorite thing is bossing people around. Yeah, spreaders <laughs> don't really have to boss too much because you all paid for it. You signed up, you registered, you said, hey, I'm going to do 13.1 or whatever. So the bossing is really about don't, don't cheat or whatever. Um, yeah, so I'm a fitness expert, and on that side of my business, I teach via mass media. So I used to do things with small groups or individuals, and I love that. I love the relationships you build working with one-on-one, but highly unsatisfying for me. So if I can be on national morning news, and I know by 8 a.m. I've already taught 13 million people, that's very satisfying. So on the fitness angle, I like to do mass impact type things, um, mass media, TV, radio, books, magazines, online presence. I'm like. I like high volume right. individuals that I get to connect with. And then on the running side, which is a race now thing, and I teach, and then I own one of the largest school running programs in the country called the Morning Mile. It's a before school walking running program. It's the only program in the entire world that invites every child every day and their family at no cost. And so, you know, I'm fortunate to get to do so many wonderful things professionally, but that's the thing I want on my team on Monday. That's a really great program because anything that gets kids moving, because we know that kids now are lazy. So that's a really great program you got going. I don't know if they are lazy. I think they're perhaps not getting the opportunity to unleash and have fun and feel welcome in a pressure-free environment. And then culturally, we're we're changing things for them. I mean, technology, my kids, they're not on social media, period. End of story. No access. I'll I'll, I'll put up a... um, a proud mom pick on occasion, but if they had Instagram or Facebook, we'd have major problems in this house. I don't want them having any access to that stuff. I think it's the cause of bullying and depression and, and a waste of time. So, yeah, I think I don't think our kids are lazy. I think maybe parents are becoming lazy. They need but, different outlets, right. for sure. Well, they don't always have the example set for them either. Ah, yeah. Who wants to live longer than their children? Nobody. Nobody. Right. Nobody hard on giving them the opportunity to learn those habits that we make sure if we live to 90, they live to 105. Well, where are some of the places that the fits can be found on social media? Well, the fits, which I like that you call me that. (laughs) (laughs) With a name like fits, I get all these nicknames. I got Fitzy in Australia and I got the fit over here. But this is perfect. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, fitness. My brand is fitness, so that's F-I-T-Z-N-E-S-S, and I have a fitness.com, but I'm on all the social media channels. I'm heavily uh, invested in Facebook and Instagram, and I've got a YouTube channel, fitness, and, you know, Pinterest, I got stuff there. Do I pay attention to it? Not so much. I'm sure you're the same way where you can start losing track. And morningmile.com. Yeah, I hate dealing with social media just because you feel like you do need to get on Instagram and Snapchat and YouTube and all these ridiculous things. But 
Are you doing that all by yourself, or do you have somebody that's helping you? Nice if I had somebody helping. No, I don't. It's all me. It's all me. And actually, my other most important Facebook page right now is Team Noisy, my race announcer page with Rudy. With and, Rudy. Yeah, that's that's a lot of fun too. So I'm trying to get Rudy to run that, right? Huh? I'm assuming you're the one that runs that. <laughs> I will not. Poor <laughs> Rudy. I felt so bad because, I mean, I, I know he was dying to get on, and we were really looking forward to talking to him, but we just could not get that thing working. Well, I tell you what, you missed out because he's the better half of Team Noise, and he's, he's such a great guy, and you're right. He personally genuinely cares about you all, and the voice, right? I've got content and enthusiasm. He has this voice. So, um, Rudy, I, if he's watching right now, woohoo, Rudy. <laughs> support you. You guys are smart. You'll make time to get him on again. He's my best podcast guest. Yeah, we'll get him on for sure. And I've watched or I've listened to your podcast, and it's on Podbean, correct? Is that the only place it can be found? iTunes. iTunes as well. And I've listened to quite a few of them. And there was one that you were talking about. Uh, try like body image, as far as like when you've lost the weight, to try to see how you feel later. And you were telling people to go to the grocery store and put loaves of bread in their pants. <laughs> I was like, I was dying to do that and give you some video, but I didn't want to get arrested. <laughs> Bread challenge. Yeah, you know, it's funny. When you've lost 40 pounds, sometimes you lose um, track of what you've actually accomplished. And so I think a, a, a package of Wonder Bread, the uh, five pounds, so right. your clothes and you get to see what you were like before and <laughs> how much better you look without that Wonder Bread and your clothes, whatever was. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the big thing with fitness is it's so easy to focus on the negative. People don't really go and focus on what they've accomplished. And that's something you really ought to try to do because I have, I struggle with that all the time. Like I look at what I used to do as opposed to what I've done now. And that's a big struggle with me, especially the running. Oh my God, I struggle at running. Well, on the bright side, I'm proud of you for doing something that makes you struggle. I mean, that's really where people fall short in fitness and stop making gains because they stop doing things that that are hard you know whatever's hard to you do that because that's the thing that's going to get you to the next step but um yeah you should be struggling whether you're strength training doing cardio stretching balance training and you should be doing all four of those things and you should be sleeping but then it's what you put in your mouth and one of the things that um uh i don't think enough people know is that your eating habits are about 85 percent responsible for your size and so that's why we see all these marathoners that come through and they do a marathon every other week, yet they're still 40, 60 pounds overweight. And the problem is they're still looking towards diet, pill, shade, powder. Anything that had the word diet associated with it is crap. It's all lies. Someone like me, someone with an actual master's degree in exercise sports sciences or nutritionist would never prescribe a diet. They would never put you on like keto. Seriously, they tell you don't eat fruit. That's not the dumbest plan on the planet. You know, we'll we'll go through a list. Don't eat beans, really. Don't eat beans. So, you know, it's the exact formula for weight loss. That's something that I think is one of my most invaluable tools, my weapons against weight that I've um, provided for people. If you try to lose weight, go to thecoverupfitness.com. There's an article that says exact formula for weight loss. Basically, you you can choose exactly what weight you want to be, and then you eat the right amount of the right food for the size you want to be. And so, if you uh, think about your goal weight, you put zero on the end. That's your caloric budget. And then you fill it up with mostly healthy foods. You've got a little bit of wiggle room. Like I eat chocolate every day. I don't have chocolate every day. I think it's a sad day. No matter what's been right, there has to be chocolate in each of my days. So 
you know, when people try to throw you down the rabbit hole, of, buy this shape, buy this stuff. I don't care what your neighbor's selling out of their trunk. It's crap. And the answer is no. You wouldn't let your kid buy a pill from your neighbor who's an accountant or a teacher or a truck driver. Don't do it yourself. Um, on, a, on occasion or eventually, you've got to come to grips with the fact that you just need a little bit of discipline and moderation, a little bit of science, a little bit of math, and then you can get exactly where you want to be. I'm 45 pounds less than I was in my freshman year of college. I've been through it. I know what it's like. And it's no fun to just walk around yeah. in the box and feel good about it. I yo-yo a lot, and my biggest issue is um, I have times when I do eat healthy, but then when I go off the rails, I go way off the rails, and I'm doing like Taco Bell three times a day because it's convenient and it's delicious. Wow, yeah, you're making that <laughs> time, right? So what you do is you reach out to me and you go, "Sit, I've been to Taco Bell twice today, and then I need help." I send you back a text that blows your mind and makes you feel like crap, and then you move forward. Um, I don't mind bossing people around again. It's one of my skills. But but yeah, you gotta have an outlet for support. I've got the Hottie Body Fitness Challenge on Facebook and you know, that's where I have a huge group of regular people. We're called hotties, but no one's in a thong taking some Kardashian style selfies. It's just a bunch of regular people and you know, the name of the group I could go into another time. But having some sort of structure, discipline, support, that all goes a long way. I gotta go back to the, the racing thing. Uh what made you get into emceeing running races? Well, that's a great question. So I was teaching um, strength training for runners, weight management for runner clinics at Run Disney. And um, I, I made friends with Rudy at Run Disney. And he was introducing me as a speaker. You know, he kept saying, here's our, our speaker, blah, blah, blah. And he would come over after and say, oh, it was amazing. I've never seen, we don't have any speakers that actually are engaged with the crowd. And he kept coming and just saying, you're our only real speaker. We should have you speak all day. And so he was very supportive. And then one day he said, you know, I need a co-host at the OC Marathon in California. Are you, are you interested? And I said, well, thanks for the offer, but I've never done that before. And he said, oh, you know, I think it'll fit like a glove. So I'm kind of like, uh, uh, I'm willing. And it looked like a hell of a lot of fun. So I said, okay. And um, the race director, Gary Kutcher, thankfully, uh, it, I'd be worth taking a shot on. And it's funny because, we go up to our perch at about four o'clock in the morning and all the runners start coming in and we're just bantering and going down the list of bullet points of things you need to tell everyone. But, uh, and it went great. And then we kick off, I don't know, a couple of corrals, but there was a 5k that morning at the same time. He had to rush back to the finish line for So, um, he does the first set go, the big Rudy go, which is great. Right. And then they're going to drive him to the thing. And they leave me with about 15,000, Half marathon it he goes, right, gotta go. And I especially <laughs> I ever thought, wait, 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 <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on. He said, No, it'll be fine. So I turn around to these fifteen thousand people and I just let her rip. I have no idea what I said, how it went. I think it was a hell of a lot of fun. People gave me good feedback. So um that was my first experience. And you know, one of the things that I really enjoy doing is love Tampering people. I love pushing over people who have done well. I mean, again, I'm in a profession where I often have to twist people's arms to do the right thing. You know, eat right, go exercise. And then someone hands me 15,000, 30,000 people who are trying hard and they have accomplished something great. And, you know, my base, my greatest burden of the job is that I don't get to know everyone's story because they all have one, but I'm a good share. So it's, it's nice to be the one who loves people appropriately 
once they've done something fabulous. So well, I think one of my favorite things is when I go on your page on Facebook is seeing like the one-on-one interactions you have during those races where you'll run down there with a person, help them across the finish line or be extra supportive, just like one-on-one. Those are really amazing stories. Thank you. Yeah. It's, um, it's generous, genuine. I mean, I could cry thinking about everybody. I just, it's a gift to be associated with some of these people. And, you know, my life isn't perfect and I've got boo-boos or issues or stuff going on and then nothing really matters when I compare it to the people I meet at the races. I mean, it's just, I, what, how much luckier could I be? Have you ever been approached to do any of the Run Disney stuff? Um, not for announcing. They seem to have their crew set. So if they did offer, I'd be happy to join in. I certainly have a ton of runners at I owe hugs at the finish line. Um, and I do love Run Disney, but not yet. Not yet. And you've done quite a few Run Disney races, though, right? As far as running them? I've run dozens, yeah. Between California and Florida, I probably run too many. Just like you, I'm sure. What is your favorite? Um, my favorite was Everest. I wish it was that fast. Yeah, that was one of the races we were supposed to do. We kind of blew it off, and then the following year they got rid of it. So I was kind of bummed that we never got to do that because I would love to run through Animal Kingdom. Yeah, it's a, it's, well, the Christmas uh, or the Wine and Dine 5K, I believe, runs through Animal Kingdom too. But this one was nice because I need distraction. My my sport was kickboxing. And so when right. I was, you know, <laughs> the other person always kept me highly engaged. There was no way for my mind to wander. And I have a few old kickboxing injuries, and me that fire me up and make me cranky. So having distraction matters a lot. And so with that Everest 5K, it was, uh, you know, it's a 5K. So whatever was there was fine enough for entertaining me. And then they had the little scavenger hunt. And here's the thing. The scavenger hunt questions were actually kind of tricky. And I'm a smart girl and I'm highly educated, but I remember looking at mother, boom, you know, and they give you a marker with a flashlight and an answer. And I did lots of cheating. <laughs> Man, I was asking the other That's what you gotta do. What is the answer to this one? Because you finally get there. And I'm not even a big drinker, but there's something about starting a race at 10 o'clock that makes you want at least one beer. So by the time I finished the podcast, I just wanted to have my beer. I didn't want to think. And anyway, so it was a great race. <laughs> they bring them back. Yeah, I mean, we really love doing the run Disney races. And we've only done the Star Wars and the Wine and Dine. Those are our two favorites. But I'd love to branch out and get one of the other ones in. It just hasn't really been in the cards. But this September, I'm going to do the uh, Beignet Challenge. Have you seen that at Disney? I have not, but it sounds very exciting. How many more? Uh, uh, basically, all you do is you show up at Port Orleans, and you sign up first thing in the morning. You do a mile-and-a-half run, and you get free beignets when you're done. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and who is sponsoring this thing? Okay, so who is putting this on? Disney. Really? Yes. If I'm in town, if I'm in Florida that weekend, I've never had a beignet. It's basically a donut, right? It's, it's like a very, very airy donut. It's kind of like fried dough. Yeah, it, yeah, fried dough would be a little closer. I would get it into my caloric budget. That's what I'm saying. I would, I would be willing to give it a go. <laughs> we torn in there. One, one won't kill you. The other thing I need is metal. You need a, you get a metal? Uh, I, you know, I didn't look that far into it. I know you do get the bib. I don't know if you get a metal. Probably not, because it's only fifteen bucks. Deserve a medal every time. <laughs> you know, that is one of the nice things about running is those medals. I mean, I, I have those all hanging on my wall. I cherish them. It is like a sense of accomplishment. So when I do walk downstairs and I see that wall of medals, you know, I, I do feel a little better about myself. I'm yeah. sure everybody else does as well. Yeah, I run for the medals. I'm not for 
married. I'll run for a good cause too, but if I do cross the finish line, I'm just going to like definitely feel bad. Yeah, without a doubt. What what kind of runner are, are you? Quick, like, a, what's your mile time? I look so fast. I think I look really fast. You look at pictures and I'm like, as quick as I'm not. I am a depending on the day, a 10 to 11 minute per mile girl. I think. That's still not bad. No, it's not bad. In fact, it's great. It's great because I get to point from point A to point B, and here's my little thirty. I don't know if it makes people happy or sad, or it doesn't really matter because it's my fitness, but. I, because of my um, kickboxing injury, I don't train for running. So when I work out on a weekly basis, there's almost zero running included. I do a heck of a lot of strength training, a heck of a lot. I'm, a, I'm my, the weights are my boyfriend, and I do um, elliptical or I swim. I do a bunch of things. But there's almost no running because it aggravates the hip and knee. So I'm in good enough shape to show up and do a half marathon on any given day. So I can do it in a respectable time, but there's no nobody's impressed. But who cares? Because I'm getting right. like, what is your shirt fit? Yeah, I find, like, I, I do do a lot of running. And I obviously I do it because I want to get a little bit of exercise in. But I also find, like, it's so tranquil to, like, just have nothing about your thoughts. And, you know, I, I do a lot of thinking about the podcast and stuff while I'm out there. So it is a good opportunity for me to be on my own and get these thoughts across as well. But uh, I want to go back to the magic, excuse me, the morning mile. I don't want to screw that up again. What got you started on that? Um, so when my kids were little, and they're two years apart, so I think it's Ginger's 15 now and Parker's 13, so it was about, I don't know, 12 years ago, but they had a friend who was going to uh, kindergarten, and the mother kept saying that um, her son was running before school, and I just thought, that sounds genius. Uh, I wish my kids could do that, and she kept, she kept talking about her, her kids doing it, and then it finally the light bulb went off. I thought, ah, I wish all kids could do that. And so I went to the local schools to find out, because a few of them had um, similar type programs, but all very different. And I said, can you tell me what you're doing? And they taught me their best practices. I added my own. Um, I decided that it needed music, because music makes everything more fun. It makes you want to move. It needed rewards, and the reward system's great. Um, and so I packaged it together, and I went to a local health insurance company, and I said, hey, listen, I want to launch this school running program, but schools are never going to pay for health insurance. It just it's just not a high priority. It's on their list. Yeah. So it's not that they never do, but it's, you know, getting money for fitness is not uh, very successful. So I've met health plans said, how many people, how many are in this county, Alachua County where I live? There's 42. They said, we'll fund 42 programs. And so that was where it started. And then those programs, it's so great that um, the state physical education director for Florida emailed every school in the state and told them about it. And then all of a sudden these schools were hitting me saying, we want to, we want to do the morning mile, and then I had to get sponsors. So now I'm over 300 schools around the world. That's awesome. I have 50 more being launched this fall from Under Armour. Under Armour reached out last year and said, hey, we've been taking notes. We've been watching you for a year. And um, we've looked at all the other running programs, Girls on the Run, this one, that one. They said there's absolutely nothing that compares to what you're doing. So where some programs are small, focused on a small group, my, my program is every child every day. So the average school participation is 65 to 97% of the student body does the morning mile, which is extraordinary. And that doesn't even count in the parents, the bus driver, the teachers doing it. On average, our schools run 20,000 miles or more. Wow. Yeah. So whereas some programs are like, hey, let's try to get them to run one marathon over 26 days. Some of my morning milers run a marathon every week and a half. We have a fifth grader this year. She ran 
190 miles. And so it's all about mass impact. Mass impact is my mission, is how do I get as many people to live as well and along as possible? And when I wake up during the fall and the spring and the winter, and I know that there's 300 schools with at least 100 to 200 kids out there running, I feel like an effective human being. Now, mind you, I got to get every school in the country there before I kick the bucket. That's the other end half of my goal. But um, it's been great. So if anyone out there wants their school to do it, they want their favorite kids to be able to run in the morning, reach out to morningmile.com. If you own a business and you want to help fund some of those programs, reach out to morningmile.com. We'll make it happen. Now, we have something similar in this area. It's just a running club in the morning, and our daughter participated in it, and she hates running. But she actually enjoyed getting out there in the morning. It's a, it's a social aspect aspect to it as well because she's got her friends there. And they would give them, like, they do laps on the track. So every time they did a lap, they got, like, a popsicle stick. So it actually motivates them to get a little more running in as well. So I, you know, I applaud you. That's a really great program to have because kids really do need to get active. Yeah, and this is fun. And, again, uh, so not all, all our kids are running. Some of them are walking very slow. Some of them just show up for five minutes a day, come do the whole thing. Um, but you know, it's not rocket science. And I've made this program as simple, stupid as possible. So even a lot of schools like your daughters will reach out and say, we're already doing something, but we would love to have the structure, the mileage master. So online mileage tracking, because here's the deal. Everyone wants hundreds of kids to participate and thousands of miles to be logged. Nobody wants to do the math. So we've created this online mileage master where that helps the school handle 10,000 miles a week or whatever it is, because right. no counting. And then the reward system is fabulous, well, my daughter's been giving me a question for everybody I've had on. So her question for you was, uh, do some kids not like the morning mile? I'm sure. I am absolutely sure of it. Yeah. And and here's a good lesson for her is you got to know that whatever you do, if 50% of the people love you and 50% of the people hate you, you're probably doing all right. You know, you can't please everybody. But I hope the kids who hate it find something else to do that they like. Yeah, we felt bad because we had her do her first 5K last year. Oh, no, it wasn't last year. It was in, in April. It was in, yeah. She ran the uh, Star Wars race with us. And we were excited. We, we thought she loved the atmosphere and the whole thing. She struggled through the whole she thing. She hated it. She was miserable. Like, you can just see on her face, every picture, she just hated us. Yeah, my daughter used to do that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so we decked out in the tutus for the Princess 5K. <laughs> they were unhappy, but she now has come to... Um, I hope the Savannah Women's Half Marathon in 5K, and she's from the past few years, and she enjoyed it. And then she even says, because there's a yoga thing the next day, we go to Georgia. She's coming with my girlfriend one day for this. So have hope, have faith that one day she may see the light and find some pleasure. I'm not giving up on her. I'm <laughs> <laughs> bragging. Uh, we're we're running out of time, but I had to get one other question in. What is with the goats? Oh. <gasps> So good friends of mine, they own um, about a 20-acre property where they live on, and they have a, um, a farm that is for non-working animals, hunts, goats, ducks, it's heaven out there, and um, they named one of their billy goats after me. Last Valentine's Day, he was born two years ago, two, two Valentine's, and uh, it was goat fest, and I'm sure you've seen tons of pictures of goats oh, yeah. So I never had a goat friend before, and this little one just fell asleep in my arms the day I got him, and smart and so where I can I can get humans to do what they, I want them to do, I can get animals to do the same thing. So he would do tricks and follow me around and we spent an amazing year and a half together and sadly he was killed about a, a month ago in a billy goat fight. It's kind of an a, a accident. A much bigger goat just probably hit him in the right bag and I had to find him the wrong. But 
I met him, but all the rest of the farm animals are um, so loving and sweet. And, you know, if you if you don't have any farm friends, try to find them. I go out there, and I'm sure you know what it's like. I mean, I, I love the interaction over social media, but it, it burns me out. It, 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 you know, burns a hole in me. So I go out there, and it's just silent, and I sit on a dirty ramp, and my legs are covered with dog or goat poop, and um, I get
I will let you guys go. So you have a great day, guys. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.